Welcome everyone to another edition of AWR 360 Health Live Medical Monday. I'm Kyle Allen, your host, and joining me is Dr. Leela Lewis, our medical director for AWR 360 Health. Dr. Leela, good to see you again. Good to be back. Thank how are you. Things, how are things out in Phoenix? Well, we were a little bit warm. It was 102 yesterday, so it's it's beginning to get warmer here. <laughs> Definitely warmer than here in Berrien Springs, Michigan. Um, but uh, we want to welcome you once again and welcome all of you. Thank you for joining us today. We have a very exciting program today. It's called, the title for today's program is Nutrition and Exercise, How to Improve Your Immunity. And Dr. Leela, you know, as, as we've been going through these weeks of quarantine and stay at home, there's been a lot of people that have thought, man, how do I keep my immunity up with all of the coronavirus, all the COVID-19 pandemic happening, especially now as states are starting to open up, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. How do we really keep our immunity strong when we're going back to work and things are starting to get sort of back to normal? Uh, We'll be talking about that later in the program. But first, I just want to remind everyone that these broadcasts, as well as the Sunday night broadcasts, are on our YouTube channel, Adventist World Radio, AWR360. You can go to YouTube, find it there, and on our website, awr.org slash health. Dr. Leela, you had a wonderful program last night, as I understand it, um, for our medical symposium. And uh, how did it go? I think we lost Leela for a moment. We'll get back to her in just one second, but uh, we'll, we'll hope to reconnect with her. Wanted to uh, let you guys know also that you can find lots of other inspiring resources on our AWR YouTube and Facebook page. Make sure you check out our YouTube page. There's lots of videos there about how you can learn to share um, your faith with others, even through your cell phone. So check out those videos as well as many others. There she is, Dr. Leela. Yeah, sorry about that. No Some problem. Technology so issues. I was just telling everyone about the medical symposium that happened last night. This was, I think, your third one. Can you just give us a, a brief update on those? Well, <laughs> she's frozen again. Um, I do want to, as when she comes back, I do want to tell you guys that for those of you in the medical profession, we are offering CME credits for these Monday medical Monday programs and for the Sunday evening medical symposiums, you can go to awr.org/health to find out more about how to get your continuing medical education credit, as well as um, now that's for our physicians and our doctors, but also for our other medical professionals. We also have uh, continuing education credits as well. There she is, Dr. Leela. Hi. Hey, no problem. I was just telling everyone that they can get some medical credits, some CME credits for coming to these Medical Monday programs, as well as the Sunday night. That's right. Absolutely. So again, you can actually get up to 12 hours of Category 1 CME credit for attending the previous shows as well as the current. Now, if you didn't get a chance to attend the previous symposiums or the Medical Mondays, Good news, all you have to do is go to awr.org forward slash health on your screen and you can access the archived videos and still be eligible for up to that 12 hours, again, of free CME credit. So it's a blessing. Share it with all your friends and family. And again, we're all learning together. So again, it's a blessing. Thank you, Pastor. 
Oh, hey, thank you. You know, I'm not a medical professional, but I feel like I'm learning every time we do these. So it, <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's great. Now, I wanted to ask you, Dr. Leela, a question because a lot of people were very interested in the topics that we've had. We've had many interesting topics on these programs so far. We talked about hydrothermal therapy, hydrothermal therapy. We talked about nutrition and the doctor in the kitchen. We have talked last week about the importance of sunlight and fresh air and getting out. Can you just give us a quick review of, of last week's topic and some of the key things that we learned? Well, you know, I think it's interesting, Pastor Kyle, that the topics that you just mentioned have actually been headline news over the last week. If you listen to some of the administration within our own federal government, they've talked about humidity and heat actually denaturing, in other words, hydrothermal therapy, denaturing the virus, basically supporting some of the things we've discussed here on these programs. Last week, we talked about, again, fresh air and sunshine. We referred to it as ultraviolet radiation and open space. And we found that it improved our innate immunity. So again, go get your regular fresh air and sunshine. Get the healthy ultraviolet radiation through sunlight and the fresh air and again, the, the studies are very clear that it improves your innate immunity. And again, you can go back and you can look at some of these archive videos if you didn't get a chance to watch them already. Doctor, can I just give you a quick report? I have, since last week, every day gone out and gone for a walk in the sun because of last week's program. Excellent. So, Excellent. so I walk around, walk around the going. That's right. Walk around the neighborhood. So wherever you are, wherever you're listening, maybe you're in a, a, a city area or a country area, wherever you are, take some time, 5, 10, 15 minutes, get out in the sun, enjoy it, take your family out, go for a walk, and it'll be a blessing to your health. That's one very practical thing we learned from last week. And uh, so, Dr. Leela, lots of good information there, but this time uh, we have some really, really important things to discuss today, I believe. Absolutely. And I'm looking forward to, again, you know, nutrition. We've talked a few times on our Medical Mondays about different aspects of nutrition, but I think today's topic, are, we're going to be really blessed and we're going to learn some new things. So, uh, Dr. Leela, a question for you. You talked about the, the reopening. You know, we have some states actually that even today are reopening some businesses. I know Georgia is, a few others down in the South, the American South. Um, we have others that will be reopening in the coming weeks. Um, and this is, up, this is bringing up a lot of questions in people's minds. How do I, you know, keep my immunity up with all these, uh, you know, people going back to work, some businesses reopening? Uh, what would you say to those people? Well, first thing I'd say, Pastor Kyle, that we are Christian Seventh-day Adventists on this program, Adventist World Radio. And I think before we embark on this, if we haven't yet asked God's blessing, I think we could ask his blessing. Thank you very much. That is a wonderful reminder, and uh, we can definitely do that right now. Let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for uh, this opportunity to be on the program today, and we ask that you would bless us as we discuss these topics. Please, Lord, uh, give us guidance, give us wisdom, and we pray in a special way for all those who are struggling from this coronavirus disease. Please help them to recover and be with those who have lost loved ones. And we pray also for the healthcare professionals on the front lines. Keep them safe and thank you for their sacrifice. And help us now as we go through this program to learn something practical, something that we can do to help boost our immunity so that we can in turn be a blessing to others. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, in answer to your question, Pastor Kyle, uh, yes, we are reopening the globe. And with reopening the globe, it has 
wonderful, wonderful implications. Socially, many of us are quite isolated and we're tired of being isolated. We want to be back with our friends and family. We are wanting to get back to work from economic reasons, just from an exercise perspective. We should still be getting our exercise. Don't let me say that wrong. But just from being around each other in a work environment. But with that, obviously, it's difficult to maintain social distancing if you're decreasing social distancing and thereby the potential exists that we could increase our risk of exposure, obviously. And we want to talk about ways that although we are coming back together in the process of reopening the globe, we want to talk about ways to optimize our immunity so that even though we may be in, at an increased exposure, even if exposed, God willing, our immune system can have the best chance of fighting off the virus. So I would say that would be my answer, Pastor Kyle, as far as a dilemma that we're looking at. And the specific question is, how does nutrition and exercise play a role in that reopening of America? Now, uh, thank you for that. That's I, I can't wait to get to that more of that, uh, the answers to that question, because that's a very practical thing. What can we eat? What we eat? How can we exercise that will help us boost our immunity um, in light of the reopening that we're going through soon. Um, but a question for you, Dr. Leela, really quick, that someone reminded me. We were actually uh, very blessed to be able to give away a very powerful little book uh, last night. Is that right? Well, actually, you know, we've been comparing in our in our Monday or Sunday evening symposiums, we've been looking specifically at the 1918 H1N1 pandemic and this current COVID-19 pandemic. And we discovered that many of those institutions that existed, sometimes referred to as sanitariums, that sort of as the blueprint, if you will, of what they were doing specifically with hydrothermal therapy, with fresh air, with ultraviolet radiation or sunshine with exercise, nutrition, all these principles we've been talking about scientifically, their blueprint was essentially taken from a book called The Ministry of Healing. And the neat wow. thing is, is that the science that we've been studying seems to support a lot of these details that we've been looking at from this book, The Ministry of Healing, written some time ago. So what we are offering is for the first 50 people that right now on our AWR Health Show, go ahead and share the link. You will receive a free copy of this book. So again, the first 50 wow. people right now share the link. And by the way, this is one of my very favorite books. And it's so special to me, Pastor Kyle, that we, you and I, are planning to write a little foreword to each one of our received guests at the beginning of the book. So again, you'll get a foreword from Pastor Kyle and myself. And you'll receive this very, very enlightening book. So again, go ahead and share that post right now. We'll look forward to, to providing you with that free book. And I will look forward to helping you write the foreword. That's right. <laughs> to, these, to these books. And uh, wow, that's, you know, it's a wonderful book, you guys. I've read, I've read it myself, and I would really encourage you to, to do that. Share the, share, the, share the broadcast so you can get your special edition of Ministry of Healing from AWR 360 Health Medical Mondays, because you are our special family, right, Dr. Leela? Absolutely All right. Are. All right. Well, you know, maybe we can just jump right in to, um, to our topic today, nutrition and exercise, improving your immunity. Dr. Leela, where do we start? Well, you know, I, I would dare say we need to start with the media. Um, you know, if you, you know, I'm not 
advocating we all need to sit around and watch the media all day long because you know what? We're not going to get our exercise, our fresh air, our sunshine, and all the other good things. That's true. But <laughs> it's interesting to note that we are having a food crisis. Mm. Tyson Foods specifically has stated several times that we are looking at not only a local food crisis, a global food crisis. Now, of course, they're specifying a certain type of food. It's a it's not just an individual problem, a community problem. You go to the grocery store, certain areas of the grocery store are completely empty and it's almost a little bit stressful. It's like, oh, no, everybody's hoarding this or that. Maybe I need to be hoarding it, too. Well, we want to give you some peace about that, number one. And number two, we want to talk about the food crisis just a little bit bigger. So we have an individual problem of how we're going to make sure we get the proper nutrients and nutritional principles that we need individually. There's a community issue because obviously if certain food products are no longer available within your particular community, then multiple people, multiple uh, entities are involved. Then we have a more countrywide problem, right? The unit for our, for us, it's here in the United States and more universal countrywide problem. And then we have a global food crisis. And what we're seeing is the longer that this pandemic goes, the further this crisis, this food crisis goes. So we want to know, what do we do nutritionally? So first of all, we can not, you know, practically speaking, we don't want to get into a food crisis, as as stated, we want to make sure our nutrients are supplied to us so that we can have the best immunity. And by the way, if you didn't get a chance to watch last night's medical symposium, we learned from Dr. Zeno Charles Marcel, it's probably better not to utilize the term boost the immunity as opposed to optimize the immunity because we want to make our immune system function the best that God has given it. So that's our phrase that we'll be utilizing today. So, okay, Pastor, so not, not just boost, optimize optimize we want okay, to make got it we want to make it function the best it can because if we boost our immunity we could end up with things like boosting means it's upping the immune system autoimmune disease mm. okay we have lupus we have asthma is an autoimmune disease there's research to show that in, in a heightened over crazy immune system is actually even associated with some cancers. So we would like to not necessarily go crazy immune, but we would like to optimize the functions that God has made our immune system work, making it work, God willing, the best that it possibly can. So that's the terminology that we'll probably be utilizing as we've learned from Dr. Zeno Charles Marcel. So that was kind of our introduction to nutrition. And then later on in the show, we'll talk more about exercise. Well, that's exciting. I can't wait. So optimizing your immunity, uh, I guess it, it means what 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 can we do to make our bodies function in the best way? Is well, that how you would describe that, it? That, that's exactly how I would describe it. And, you know, several times over the last few weeks, Pastor Kyle, we've talked about antioxidants, mm. correct? Right, uh, I remember. We talked about specific foods that were the highest in antioxidants. And again, last night, I'm not going to take the time to recap everything we discussed last night and even what we've discussed in our shows previously. But just for those who might not have had the opportunity of watching some of those, we'll talk just very briefly about a few antioxidants, specific foods that have the highest percentage. What would you say, Pastor Kyle? I'm going to put you on the spot just oh for boy. a second. Oh, dear. Here we go. <laughs> just, just for one quick second. Quiz time. 
what would you guess? And we've talked about it a few times. So again, you're just, you're right. It's, it's test time. I'm nervous. How much have you been paying attention, sir? What is, (laughs) what is the number one antioxidant fruit? Um, Go back. Oh, strawberries. Very close. Very close, sir. Very close. That's raspberries. It's the berries. You're right. Raspberries is number four. Then strawberries is number bananas. Six. No, that's not a berry. <laughs> Sorry. Blackberry. Blackberries is number two. And number one. Blueberries. blueberries. Yes. So yes, you got it. Good job. I love blueberries. That's what we had, my children and I, for our breakfast this morning. We had a wonderful strawberry blueberry smoothie with wow. it was very scrumptious. And also very high in antioxidants. So that's one way we can not only from a very positive perspective improve or optimize our immune system, but it really tastes great. So mommies, grandmas out there, you know, make your kids a smoothie. When we don't want to be going and getting ice cream right now, sugar has been shown that it actually decreases our innate immunity. It it actually drops the monocytes and the T cells. So what we don't we don't want to necessarily do that, but go throw that stuff in a blender, add a little soy milk, add some ice. It's super simple. And I promise you, your children and grandchildren will love it. Leela, could I put you on the spot? Do you think you could share with our viewers your very good, I'm sure, smoothie recipe? <laughs> well, it's it's pretty simple. So um, I have my little blender. Um, you, you prefer a stronger blender if possible. I'm not going to necessarily advocate a specific brand. Vitamixes are the most powerful. Unfortunately, I don't have one. I have a Ninja, um, but there's a lot of them out there. You want one that's strong enough. Yeah, no, but yes. <laughs> um, but you want one strong enough that, I mean, this, this is pretty thick material, if you will. So, uh, and you don't want that. The thing is, is that the closer in the consistency that you can make it towards ice cream, if you will, so it's a thicker consistency as opposed to just a drink, just a more of a juice, the more the kids like it. Mm. Um, actually, I think it tastes better that way too. So eating it with a spoon is a little bit um, more intriguing than just drinking it. So there's just a personal application of one way that I enjoy my smoothies. So I actually take flax um, flax meal. It's ground up flax seed. It has very high and very good omega-3 and omega-6. I'm sorry, omega-6. Um, and it's very good for you on multiple different levels. And then I take strawberries. I'll usually take about a cup to a cup and a half of frozen strawberries and almost two cups of uh, frozen blueberries and about a a cup of soy milk. I use almond milk, but again, you're welcome to use your particular flavor preference and put it in the blender and just put your lid on. And I put some extra ice in it just to give it a little bit more of a thicker consistency, blend it up, watch your motor. This is just, again, a practical application. If you start to smell that things are getting a little bit on the hotter side, then you probably need a little bit more fluid in there. So add a little bit of water or a little bit of almond milk or soy milk. But again, it's, it's very tasty. Wow, and you know, awesome. I, I'm speaking of which I am pastor Kyle, I am thrilled because Dr. Nedley is our special guest today. And That's right. His wife, Erica Nedley, has some amazing cookbooks. And actually, one of these smoothies, I've, I've tasted it myself there at Weimar Institute, where 
Dr. Nedley's the president of Weimar Institute. They they have an amazing smoothie recipe. So I'm sure Dr. Nedley can share with us where you can get some some further actually documented recipes that taste great. Dr. Nedley, thank you for joining yes, us. Good to see oh, you, Dr. Nedley. Oh, it's great to be with you, uh, both Kyle and Leela. Welcome from uh, from California. How are things out there? Uh, it's a beautiful day here in Northern California. We just finished a depression and anxiety recovery program. And so we have a lot of people that are elated and transformed and and uh, they're on a high right now. So it's exciting to see them uh, being prepared for re-entry and motivated. That's wonderful. Dr. Nelly, I'm just wondering, for those of uh, our guests that have never uh, seen you before or don't know much about Weimar, can you just give us a quick uh, synopsis of your work there at uh, the Weimar Institute? Oh, yeah. Thank you. Uh, Weimar Institute is actually a health center that's a college as well. Uh, in fact, um, we're an accredited uh, and now starting a graduate uh, college. So I guess that'll make us a university uh, starting a master's, our first master's program this fall. Another master's program will be rolling out uh, next year. Uh, but uh, we're primarily in the health and spiritual realm. And so we have a nursing program uh, that's actually been uh, rated in the, uh, in the top tier of Western states nursing programs. We also have a great pre-med program, a great pre-dent program, natural science, uh, and then, of course, we also have healthcare administration, the business um, side of healthcare as well, uh, and organizational leadership. And then we have theology, and our theology and pastoral training program is centered in on, of course, the physical and mental as well as the spiritual. So Amen. all of our uh, pastoral students rotate through depression recovery so they can become good uh, counselors for the uh, mental as well as the uh, soul, and they see the role of the physical aspect as well. And then they learn how to put on even um, health programs in their local churches and how to um, team up with healthcare resources and healthcare professionals in doing all of that. And uh, we also have an education program. Education is really should be about enhancing body, mind, and soul. And so what better place to learn education that here at Weimar and our actual education students start teaching in our ele elementary school on day one uh, with the right supervision there that also teaches at the college. So they learn classroom management, all of those things. And by the time they're through, they're actually great experienced teachers uh, here. And uh, we're excited about uh, that program as well. And then we have a psychology interdisciplinary program uh, and uh, one that can be emphasis in education or music. We have great music uh, here at Weimar and great musical training, um, as well as the psychological um, training. We need more counselors, licensed counselors than ever before that are good, that can actually get to the root of the matter. Uh, and uh, so uh, that's why we have a psychology program and starting the master's, which will lead to licensed counseling. Wow. Then, of course, we have New Start. Uh, that is our, our health body uh, program. It's about diabetes and advanced diabetes, heart disease, hypertension, obesity, um, and uh, but just about any physical ailment that lifestyle and nutrition can help. 
and our students rotate through that and we have um, great health professionals and physicians there in that program and then we have the mental health program that we just finished with this time in COVID-19 you know mental illness is going up you know, during this whole COVID crisis and uh, these people were brave enough to come they all got tested and they were negative and they were so thrilled they, they could actually be around each other <laughs> Crazy. they were all negative and of course our staff being negative as well and so we were able to have a nice family group and get back to to actually um, uh, things that help uh, mental health uh, in in regards to um, that um, social closeness as well this social distancing you know even before uh, sin came into the world God said it's not good for man to be alone uh, and the social distancing is, is threatening that aspect of people being more alone. Uh, and uh, these uh, individuals did a great um, job. Of course, it's, we tell them it's not the program that works, it's them working the program that works. But they, they worked the program and we had people from their teenage years. One girl was here, she had been in a psych institution nine times in the last year. She'd spent mm -hmm. more time in a psych institution than she had outside that psych institution, just continually suicidal thoughts. And what a transformation in this girl. Uh, and the rest of the uh, uh, participants as well, uh, it's a significant, severe issue, some of them young mothers. Uh, and it was just nice to see how this combined approach using nutrition, lifestyle, uh, using um, correct ways of thinking and being able to recognize distorted thoughts and then the blessing of the Lord on top of that to see uh, what can happen. So, yeah, it's kind of an exciting time here at Weimar right now. And our nursing students who are actually banned from um, going into psych hospitals because of COVID-19, they're having problems finishing their clinicals. Mm. And, uh, but the nursing board said this would qualify for their psych rotation. And they said they couldn't have had a better psych rotation. They're just thrilled wow. to see wonderful uh, uh, how mental health, uh, as they said, this is how it should be practiced. They had had some hospital time in, in a psych unit, but now they saw this combination and they were blown away and they're all asking for jobs now. <laughs> uh, here at Weimar. <laughs> Dr. Nedley, I, I have the highest regard for, for Weimar and specifically for your depression anxiety program. Uh, Me too. It is absolutely a blessing. I can say that individually and collectively. And I have a question for you. You just mentioned the New Start program and you talked about some actually at-risk populations for COVID-19. You talked about diabetes, obesity, I dare say even cancer patients, that these are a higher risk we know as far as uh, more severe complications related to COVID-19. Now, some of the principles that we've been talking, Dr. Nedley, of course, has been one of our main speakers for our medical symposiums taking place on Sunday nights. Last night, we had the wonderful opportunity of discussing more detail, which is what we're talking about today, a practical application to nutrition and exercise. With your experience there at New Start specifically and our at-risk populations, how have you seen the New Start program, if, I, if you would, optimize the immunity in these at-risk populations? Populations, and thereby we could kind of uh, suppose and translate that. And actually scientifically, you presented last night, we can translate that into the COVID-19 situation. 
Yes. So if we have an optimized immune system that's able to recognize the virus early and not overreacting, uh, and of course, what happens is when the virus isn't recognized, it has a chance to grow and multiply um, to pretty um, severe viral load numbers. And then our own immune system starts to actually overproduce cytokines to kill this thing, and it ends up killing ourself uh, and producing scar tissue and all sorts of things in the lungs, stiffening those lungs, uh, acute respiratory distress syndrome. And although you might live through that COVID crisis of ARDS, uh, you're usually not going to be uh, without the need for continual oxygen and be um, not the same person as you were before. And so this optimized immunity, what, what we're finding out, um, Dr. Lewis, is that uh, the amazing thing is the things that help chronic diseases like diabetes, nutrition and lifestyle, that have helped reverse coronary artery disease, that help hypertension, that help certain forms of cancer, these same lifestyle principles actually optimize our immune system. So a lot of people aren't really motivated. We have found that a lot of people, you know, they like the lifestyle that they're on. They don't want to change it. And it's not till their backs are against the wall that, uh, you know, where they're facing dialysis or they're facing the amputation of a limb mm. or they've had advanced congestive heart failure that a lot of times we see them at Weimar because it's like, I have no other choice. I'm going to die. I'm going to be totally incapacitated. And so they come here um, because their backs are against the wall. But amazingly, now that COVID-19 is really a threat to all of us, mm. the same things that these diabetics are doing and advanced coronary disease patients are doing with nutrition and lifestyle would be good for all of us to do. Uh, and this is not something to prevent a disease 20 years in the future. Uh, you know, COVID-19 is, is now going away, despite the fact that we've shut down the country pretty much. It's still, there's still new cases every day. There's still going to be a threat. We have flattened the curve, but we have prolonged the curve uh, because herd immunity is not there. And so we are all prone to getting this disease. Mm. And so this is a wake-up call for every person, whether they're healthy, whether they're young or old. It's time to live the new start lifestyle. And it can produce immediate benefits. If we're exposed to this, We, our immune system can actually optimally fight this off. And it can be just like a cold. Uh, and it doesn't have to be something that's going to hospitalize us. But if we have significant def deficits in our new start lifestyle, if we're not exercising, if we're not on proper nutrition, if we're not well hydrated, if we're not getting enough vitamin D from the sun, if we're not resting well and getting good sleep, if we're just on our screens and devices and not having good circadian rhythms, if we're smoking, if we're drinking alcohol, um, you know, all of these things that add to the burden of chronic diseases can now actually help us in this acute COVID situation. And so I hope your listeners um, take note. Uh, this is, you know, you may not have diabetes, you might not have hypertension, you might not have those comorbid conditions, or even if you do, it's time now to get on the optimal lifestyle for all of us because COVID-19 is very likely coming our way. It might not be next week. It might be three months from now. It might be six months from now. We may not even know where we got it uh, from some surface somewhere or whatever, 
but it is coming and uh, and we can do something about it. Yeah, that's that's amazing, Dr. Nedley. And it's really important that all of us take it, I think, dare say, take it seriously, but take it seriously because it's not just COVID-19, as you've pointed out. It's across the board as mm -hmm. far as disease is concerned in general, chronic disease, or in our case, an acute viral syndrome. So I have a question for you, Dr. Nedley. Last night, we talked about particularly a study uh, the Impact of Diet on Immunity and Respiratory Disease by the Annals of Thoracic Society. We talked about that they came out that specifically that processed grains or carbohydrates, white breads, et cetera, and increased fat consumption had a specific effect on the immunity. Can you share with us just a little bit uh, in a basic form what, what that means and what actually happened and how can we make that really practical to our viewers? Yes, well, that's a good point. And, you know, when it comes to grains, uh, which is what your first question had to do with, we recommend the grain, the whole grain, and nothing but the grain. <laughs> the grain, so, the whole grain, and nothing but the grain. I'll have to remember that. Oh, my God. Right. And, uh, you know, the whole grains are good for us. Um, whole grains have glutamine. They help us make glutathione. Uh, they uh, actually have vitamin E in them. Uh, they actually have omega-3s. You know, whole wheat bread is a good source of omega-3s. And omega-3 is the type of good fat that's going to modulate and decrease the amount of inflammation um, that occurs um, in our immune response. Uh, and so uh, uh, the, uh, if we put fat on that, of course, and a lot of people might eat whole wheat bread, but they're going to put, you know, butter uh, and large amounts of, um, of saturated fat or sugar uh, on that bread. And uh, that's going to um, really decrease the, the positive role of that bread. In fact, it may be better that we not eat at all. And when it comes to refined grains, I actually recommend eating no grains than refined grains because the studies do show they act very much like sugar in the system. Now, Dr. Nedley, I have to ask you a question because my favorite thing to eat probably, probably is peanut butter on bread. And are you saying that's okay? I mean, is that good for me? Peanut butter on bread? <laughs> Even if it's sugary peanut butter? Dr. Oh, Nedley? Oh, sugary peanut butter. <laughs> peanut butter on whole wheat bread. Okay. And if there's no sugar, uh, then, uh, then I can go along with that. You know, okay. peanuts. I uh, have some zinc. They have some other uh, nice nutrients. Uh, so, no, I'm not going to take away your peanut butter on whole wheat bread. But as Thank far you. as putting sugar on that peanut butter, uh, at the time when you might run into COVID, I'd say probably not the best timing. Okay, yes, sir. <laughs> Actually, Dr. Nedley, we were talking about this uh, before we were able to have you join us. And we were talking about the effect that sugar, now we're going to talk practically here, the effect sugar has on the immune system. It, it's not optimizing our immune system. Can you help our viewers understand what that effect is? Well, when we have a sugar spike, actually it's been shown to affect the, the, the neutrophils um, and uh, it, it actually decreases the phagocytic ability. Uh, neutrophils mm. actually, uh, uh, um, the, the phagocytosis is where they actually gobble up bacteria. <laughs> But it's been shown in regards to bacteria that if we have uh, the equivalent of even a teaspoon or two of sugar, 
we are going to decrease our neutrophils ability to fight um, bacterial infections by 50%. And oh, if we boy. have like a whole soda or, you know, a couple of sodas in particular, we'll decrease it by like 96%. And so uh, it's pretty significant mm -hmm. as far as um, depressing our immunity. And of course, if we happen to get a virus around that time, uh, this is one of the reasons why hospitals tend to fill up in January is all of this Christmas candy mm. in the end of December. Wow. And so uh, that, uh, that delayed response and then getting the virus and then that incubation period by mid-January, hospitals tend to fill up and they have all these infections going on and it has to do with all the sugar that was consumed at holiday time. Uh, all those Christmas cookies. All those Christmas cookies. <laughs> Pastor Colin and I have a, we, we travel the world um, doing with Adventist World Radio and Pastor Kyle, I know we've had discussions about donuts before. <laughs> yes, we have. <laughs> I was going to ask if a donut is okay, but I probably shouldn't ask that with Dr. <laughs> on the broadcast. Um, <laughs> you know, you can have naturally sweet things. This is one of the beautiful things about fruit. You know, yeah. uh, fruit is God's dessert. And sometimes, you know, speaking of peanut butter and putting something on that peanut butter, uh, one of the things that goes really well with that, uh, of course, we, we grow them right here at Weimar. We can take a hike on the trail and go into a persimmon orchard. I'm jealous. But these persimmons, it's better than any jelly you can find on the planet. And, but yet it has nutrition. It's not empty calories. And it's just, um, you know, when we get um, uh, those uh, fruits um, that are naturally sweet, it actually does taste better and more refreshing than getting something out of a baker's shop where a lot of fat and sugar has been mixed in. And unfortunately, that's what donuts are, primarily, <laughs> <laughs> is fat and sugar and a little bit of fluffy white grains to go with it. <laughs> so doc Dr. Natalie and Dr. Leela, I have a question for you guys. So let's say I'm, I'm a mom maybe a single mom's watching this program. They have, she has two kids and her kids love sweets. They love the, the sugary this and that they put on the bread and the cereal. What would you counsel that single mom who's looking to help her kids eat healthier? What should she, what should her first steps be going to the grocery store? I'm a single mom okay. and I have little kids that love sweet things. In fact, my seven-year-old little boy, I have the hardest time if there's anything, I mean, I have like maybe I bought him a treat of a granola bar, you know, with the lowest glycemic index I could find. My little guy will manage to find it and eat the two or three that I have for all the kids, you know. So my kids, you know, they definitely have a tendency to have a sweet tooth, if you will. So what I try to do is try to fill my fridge with fruit. We've got we talked about the antioxidant fruits. Dr. Nedley talked about them last time. We got blueberries and strawberries and you know, raspberries. And, and I try in apples. I'll put applesauce um, just again to make it practical. My kiddo, the same little guy, Josiah, he loves peanut butter. We have all natural peanut butter. It takes a little bit more time because you got to sit there and stir, stir it. Stir it. And, that's exercise, you know, though. But that's okay. You know, <laughs> it, it's good for us, right? And so, um, you know, a lot of these other brands, you know, you skip that and you get your, you know, your hydrogenated oils and all that kind of stuff. Plus you get your sugar. So we don't skip want to skippy and get the natural. Well, we're, yeah, we won't get into the specific things. But anyway, that, anyway. <laughs> there you go. But, 
but again, making it practical, I'll put, I'll make them toast. I'll put peanut, but you know, again, he's a peanut butter lover, put peanut butter and, and applesauce, all natural applesauce. You can make it yourself or you can, you know, there's lots of different brands out there that you can get. Now that would just be a single mommy making it practical. Um, I'm a busy mommy. I'm a working mommy and um, trying to keep my kids as healthy as I can. So I guess that would be my advice to the single mommies out there. You know, there's a reason why our kids actually have a sweet tooth, and it's not a bad reason. Um, oh, good. You know, I'm glad human, to hear this. Go ahead. Human breast milk um, is sweet. You know, it's actually a lot sweeter than cow's milk. And and so um, infants develop this sweet tooth, and they love uh, human breast milk. It kind of has a sedating quality uh, for them. It brings uh, peace uh, to their bodies and minds uh, at times. It's a great uh, way to go to sleep. Uh, when it's time to put them down to bed. But it turns out that the sweeter the vegetable or the fruit is, actually the more bioflavonoids it has, the more antioxidants it has. It actually has more nutrition. We'll even measure certain nu nutritive factors. And these fruits and vegetables that are more commercially grown and not really pulled out ripe, um, we're actually limiting the positive effects that those things can have. They're still good for us, even though they may not taste the best. But food is grown, you know, when it's tree ripened. You can't compare that. And actually, in regards to its nutritive value, it also can't be compared. And so the Lord wanted us to go for naturally sweet things that, that um, he has available here on this earth and plant foods because he knew it would actually be healthier for us. But the problem is mankind, you know, took away all the nutrition and just refined the sugar, you know, from sugar cane. And then uh, because of our sweet tooth, we started to gravitate to things like Twinkies and, you know, Reese's Donuts. peanut cups and those oh. sorts of things. And now then our taste was actually corrupted. And so when we start going after those things, we're actually not getting the nutritive value. We're actually suppressing our immune systems. And so it requires a period of time of what we would call discipline. Uh, we can actually change our taste buds to enjoy those things naturally as grown. Uh, but it will take you about four months. If you've got a really bad sweet tooth, staying away from anything with sugar in it, Within four months, you'll start to enjoy fruits and vegetables as much as you did those Reese's peanut butter cups and chocolate covered cherries and ice cream. But now it'll be healthy for you and it'll be food as grown. And I can say that is from a practical sense, that's been my exact testimony. Now, I have something that I, I wanted to bring out two points. Number one, you said something that I thought was phenomenal. You were talking about us growing our own fruits and vegetables and waiting until they're ripe. And, you know, the other aspect of the study that we looked at last night was exercise. And we touched on, you know, superoxide dismutase and we touched on a little bit. We didn't really get into have the time to get into the specific practical application of what is the best form of exercise that you would recommend, Dr. Nedley. How, how would you kind of put those two together? Could we could there be a relationship between being able to be out in the garden and getting a little bit of sunshine and fresh air and, and exercise or what, what is your take? Oh yeah, absolutely. It really, uh, you know, it turns us into uh, Mr. And Mrs. New start when we start gardening <laughs> because it does require exercise, you know, hoeing and getting rid of weeds and tilling the soil. 
is exercise and then caring for those plants and even harvesting it is exercise. And it also helps brain chemistry. There's a dopamine surge when we harvest the first vegetables and fruits and we actually eat them and enjoy that taste. Uh, but yes, it is the more moderate exercise, which gardening is. It's the more moderate endurance exercise. Uh, you know, I remember every, I grew up in the north in Michigan and, uh, and every Memorial Day weekend, that Sunday and Monday, full days, we had to plant the garden <laughs> up there in Michigan. And I used to wonder, boy, all these other kids, they're out there at holiday time and we're having to work and plant this garden. <laughs> but, you know, I've appreciated it uh, greatly uh, since then because I know how to garden now. Uh, but secondly, all of that labor, all of that time in the sun, all of that time in fresh air, and building up my endurance uh, and doing all of those things, I know has served me well uh, through the years. But, um, you know, unfortunately, a lot of kids don't have the opportunity to grow up where there's property or they don't even know where fruits and vegetables come from. They've never mm. seen them grow out in the field. And so uh, I would encourage also at this time, interestingly, you know, where we found out what the government believes is essential and not essential but agriculture, they actually viewed as essential. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. And caring for others. That's why Weimar didn't shut down because, and we're still having our mental health programs because that's essential. Uh, and so, and gardening is also essential. So if you're stuck at home, I would encourage you to think about a plot somewhere. Maybe a friend might be able to give you a little portion of a plot of their garden or something and learn how to garden. Uh, and, uh, you know, there's plenty of resources on the internet to learn how to do that. And we can grow just about anything we want to grow, uh, in the right conditions and, uh, and use this time to, um, to expand, uh, and get healthier. You know, that, that leads up me to a point, Dr. Nedley, yes. uh, this COVID-19 situation, although, I mean, it's very sad is, you know, it's a terrible disaster, but I have to say there are some blessings that have come out of it. And I myself, um, me and my children and myself, we've made a little garden outside. We don't, you know, we have some property that we've been, you know, making. And it's wonderful. It's so exciting to see the little plants grow. And then the idea of getting to eat your own food, something that others have come up with that I think is tremendous. You know, some of us live in the city. We don't have the opportunity of being out, as you said, having uh, plots of land and those kinds of things. But you can go to the dollar store. You can get these little pots. And you can plant your little seeds, right? I mean, all of us have some sort of access, even if we just have to plant it on our front porch and we can get the benefit, if nothing else, getting the benefit of seeing something grow. It's, it's as you said, there's a mental uh, effect and benefit as well. Would you not agree? Oh, absolutely. It actually it has been shown. It's one of the reasons, even in our depression and anxiety recovery program, we have something called Farm Fun. Wow. So we take them out to the farm. And this is part of their therapy is working out there and, and they enjoy that. You know, at first they're kind of wondering, boy, you know, I paid for this program and now they're <laughs> going to make me work <laughs> for Weimar. Oh, but man. then they don't see it as work. It's actually enjoyable. And then they can, uh, you know, there, there are some dopamine positive experiences that are happening. Plus, I, we didn't mention this. Um, when we are working in the dirt and in the soil, there's a type of bacterium called Mycobacterium vacae mm. that when we come in contact with that, it actually helps us to make more serotonin. There are cytokines that actually tell our neurons 
to produce more serotonin and dopamine. And so uh, this is the commensurate relationship we can have with healthy bacteria that are part of that soil. Uh, and that's an additional benefit uh, that we know about. And one of the reasons why it's, um, it's one of the best forms of therapy. So, Dr. Nedley, um, if, if someone doesn't have, I, and Lila, you mentioned this uh, just a minute ago, if I don't have a garden at my house or I don't really have a, a good way to do that, what's your encouragement for someone who's in that situation? Try something? I would say so. But also, there's something else in regards to, to data. Did you know if you're, if you're eating a plant-based diet, you actually don't need much land to mm. grow food for one year? If you are an efficient gardener, it takes less than a quarter acre per person per year to grow all of their food for one year. That's amazing. Quarter acre is not much for a whole year. And we're not talking about just having all of your food from that. You know, I think grocery stores are still going to be in existence for a while. And I think there's ways that we can get food that maybe we can't grow in our climate. Uh, but, it, you know, it doesn't take much uh, to get started. And so, yeah, I would just encourage you, um, even if you live in the middle of New York City, uh, there are some places and some plots. You can even do some raised gardens. You can bring in some soil uh, to somewhere and you've got an uncle or aunt somewhere that might have a yard somewhere. And that's all you need. Somebody that has a little yard to be able to give you enough space to give this a shot and a try. And, you know, Pastor Kyle, what you said is right. You know, we, we health change is progressive. The change I make today, it's not tomorrow's change. It's not the next day's change. So make a change. <laughs> that's, that's the most important takeaway, right? If, if you've been eating um, certain types of peanut butter with lots of sugar and you've been eating Twinkies and you've been eating all these different things, let's make a change today. Let's make a decision to make a small change. And tomorrow, let's build on that decision and let's be encouraged with the the, the blessing that God is giving us, let's go to the grocery store and maybe instead of running to the meat aisle, maybe we run over to the produce section and we start looking at some of those produce items that maybe we haven't thought were quite so appealing before. And we start investing those and in, in just beginning little by little and we will see a difference, I, I, I dare say. Dr. Leela, can I ask one more question on the exercise thing? And Dr. Nedley, uh, in addition to gardening, are there other types of, of moderate exercise that you would recommend that, that someone does to boost their immunity during, the coronavirus, during this COVID-19 crisis? Yeah, it's endurance uh, type of exercises. So things that will get us more fit and where we can last for longer periods of time. So hiking is a great um, thing to do. And if you can find trails that are still open, you know, here in California, I don't quite understand it, but they closed Yosemite. Uh, they closed uh, some, you know, important trails, but we scouted around and there's still trails around. Uh, and there's still trails that are open with beautiful waterfalls and things. And so going on, you know, long hikes, four or five mile hikes. You know, the other day I went on an eight mile hike. Uh, these things will help with endurance exercise. And if there's hills along with it as, as well, uh, that makes for a positive experience. And uh, build up that endurance. That's what produces the superoxide dismutase, which is the thing that uh, helps modulate our immune system so that we don't kill ourselves in the process of killing the virus that comes on board. And it's that endurance skeletal muscle exercise. So brisk walking, bicycling, uh, swimming, 
um, even running. Now we did talk about how running for a marathon actually suppresses our immune system, mm -hmm. but even running training to run up to eight miles a day will actually enhance the immune system. And so uh, these are the types of aerobic exercises that produce a great response. That's you great. Know, Pastor, Pastor Kyle, I think we have a few questions. We want to be able to, to get to those. Yes. So, yes. Let, let's look at some of those questions. Okay. Right, here we go. I, Dina says, I am very confused. Some doctors say that you should not consume fruits because of the sugar content. What is your input on that question? Go ahead, Dr. Nedley. Okay. Well, a great question. And it really depends whether you are already a diabetic. If you are a full-blown diabetic, we would recommend avoiding the tropical fruits. That has more of the high glycemic index. So these would be foods like mangoes and bananas. But berries would be great. Um, northern fruits are great. Apples, uh, pears, um, any of these berries. Um, they don't have high glycemic indexes, and they're not going to produce that uh, big sugar spike. And then you would want to eat the whole fruit as grown. You know, when we make apples into apple juice and we're diabetics, uh, that's when we get that sugar spike. So eating the whole fruit as grown would be the way to go. But if you're not a diabetic and you're exercising and those sorts of things, even um, those more tropical fruits uh, can be okay uh, in moderation. All right. I, I love mangoes. So uh, I, I'm glad you said that in moderation. Um, all right. Regarding garlic, um, what is the optimal intake for garlic? Well, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, no, no, go ahead. Okay. So we spoke about garlic last night and there was that nice randomized controlled trial showing that if you're uh, taking garlic, or in this case, when they since, since they did a randomized double-blind placebo-controlled trial, they had to put it in capsules. And so uh, when you are taking garlic, you decrease your risk of getting a cold by over 60%. And then if you do get a cold, it only lasts 1.5 days instead of five days. And the amount of garlic um, they used was equivalent to about four cloves of garlic. And so it's not a large amount, uh, but uh, the equivalent of four cloves a day can produce that type of positive effect. Okay. We've been, advocating, we've been advocating that, have we not, Pastor Kyle? Yes, we have. And it also helps. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> we've also said it helps Dr. Nedley with social distancing. So um, it's got a double benefit during the COVID crisis. Garlic does. All right. Uh, so... <laughs> um, Anyway. That's if it's a raw, you know, if you cook it, the garlic is still beneficial and it, and then you don't have to uh, be as concerned about social distancing. And uh, one of the advantages I have is being married to a Romanian because just about every entree starts out with four cloves of garlic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's interesting. So cooking actually doesn't, you, it's still, you still get the health benefits. You can still get 90% uh, uh, of the health benefits. Okay. But we well, talked about the ways we can make it practical, correct, on how yes. you can eat raw garlic. So we'll let the viewers refer back to some of those. Okay, well. that's right. I remember the garlic press and the bread. Yes, that's right. Yes. All right. We have a question from Beth who's asking, is activated charcoal useful in, fighted, in fighting COVID-19? It could be useful uh, if you know that you've been exposed to it right away and you ingested it because charcoal is actually going to bind on to organic material like the virus and then you can excrete it without it getting absorbed into your system or, or going into the mucosa. 
Um, and so um, it theoretically, of course, as I mentioned yesterday, there's no double blind placebo controlled trials on anything with COVID at this point. Uh, but theoretically, it could have an advantage. And the COVID-19, I'm glad the question was asked because COVID-19 is actually very active in the gut itself. This is why people get nausea and they get diarrhea and they get anorexia and they even lose their sense of smell. Uh, and uh, these are very common symptoms with COVID-19 and charcoal can actually um, help us excrete that virus and, uh, and theoretically get it out of our system quicker. All right. I think we have one more question, Dr. Nedley. Thank you very much. Uh, this person says, you told us about mercury in fish. Is it safe to take omega supplements? And I'm guessing they're, they're thinking, is it, ta- is it safe to take omega fish oil supplements? Yes, we don't recommend the omega fish oil supplements. There is one uh, supplement maker um, that actually has patented the process, and they get over 90% of the mercury removed. It's a very expensive. It'll cost you about $240 a month for a therapeutic um, dose of this. It's called Loveza. But it turns out if we get those long-chain omega-3s from the plants of the waters, the mercury level is far less than what Loveza is, which is a fish oil that has the least amount of mercury as any fish oil. And so we recommend if you need the long chain omega-3s to get it from the plants of the waters, and there's a couple um, supplements that have that. New IQ is one of them, Opti3 is another. And uh, these are going to be, you know, uh, the mercury levels will be about 100,000 times less than what you'll find in the fat of fish. And you will, uh, so in other words, it's, it's really a, a negligible amount, but you will get those long chain anti-inflammatory omega-3s. But having said that, if you're on a no arachidonic acid diet, that means a plant-based diet, and you're getting flaxseed and chia seed and spinach and almonds and those type of things, you normally are going to be pretty good at converting those over to the long chains. And so you may not even need to worry about taking an omega-3 supplement. Well, thank you so much. It's been such an exciting, exciting topic. I can't believe we're already coming to the end of our show. Pastor Kyle, this is this has been such a blessing to have Dr. Neil Nedley with us. Dr. Nedley, um, again, thank you for everything that thank you are doing there and Weimar Institute. And before we end, and we talk just briefly about next week's presentation, Dr. Nedley, can you just tell us, we, we didn't hear what New Start even stands for. We talked about some of the principles of New Start. We've been discussing them at our symposiums, but can you just quickly tell us what that acronym stands for? Nutrition, exercise, water, sunlight, temperance, air, rest, and trust in God. So all the things that we've been discussing at the symposiums and the Monday Medical Mondays. Again, thank you so much, Dr. Nedley. Thank you for what Weimar is doing. Um, and God bless your institute. Yes. Pastor well, Kyle, I, I've been blessed by today's presentation. I, don't I, know I, I have too. And I just want to thank Dr. Nedley too and thank Weimar for the wonderful work they're doing. And uh, of course, if you ever get a chance to go to their, their place out there in Northern California, it's a wonderful spot. Uh, Weimar Institute. So thank you, Dr. Nedley. God bless you and your work. And you know, uh, Dr. Leela, as we close our program today, I just want to let everyone know once again that that last T that we've talked about, right, Leela, that the trust factor, um, God invites us to trust him. You know, we've, we've had so much going on uh, during this coronavirus COVID-19 crisis. A lot of people are out of work. In fact, we know that more than 26 million Americans now 
are out of work. And that's a high number. Some of you watching this broadcast, you may be struggling to know how are you going to make ends meet? How are you going to um, deal with the kids being home another day of quarantine? It's just like sometimes, you know, the frustration builds. I want you guys to know today, we want you to know, number one, that God loves you. He cares about you. He cares not only about your physical health, which is what this program is all about. He cares about your spiritual health as well. Because what's most important, friend, is that you and I accept Christ into our hearts and are ready for his soon return. And I just want to leave you with this promise today, which is a good reminder that we don't have to be afraid or troubled about anything in this life because we know that Jesus is preparing a place for us in heaven. Dr. Leela, amen? We, we, we love this promise. This is from John chapter 14. Just want to share this with you as we close. The Bible says, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. That's you, friend. Every single one of us, God is preparing a place for us. And, he, and Jesus says, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will Come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. So wherever you are today, whatever you're struggling with, whatever uh, you may be going through, I want you to remember, we want you to remember that Jesus loves you. He wants the best for your physical health. That's why we talk about nutrition and exercise and all the things we're talking about in this program. But even most importantly, friend, he wants the best for you spiritually. He wants you to have that peace of mind that peace of mind that can only come from knowing him and from trusting your life into his hands. And he promises us, as we just read, that one day very soon, he's going to come back and take us all home to be with him forever. Isn't that what you want? I know it's what I want. Let's just have a word of prayer right now and invite Jesus into our hearts. Father in heaven, thank you so much for this program today. Thank you for the wonderful things we've learned about how to have better nutrition so that we can optimize our immunity and get through this coronavirus crisis. Thank you, Lord, for the reminder to get out and do some gardening and get some exercise. I pray that each one that's listening to the program today, that they would be able to take some very practical tips home with them and make positive changes for their life. But more important than any of that, I pray that we would all remember the promise, Lord, that you love us that you promised that you're coming back to take us home and that you have a place prepared for us. Help us to trust in that promise and may that promise give us great peace in our hearts today. Be with those who may be struggling, who may be sick, those who are on the front lines. As our healthcare workers, we pray for them, keep them safe. And Lord, help us all to put our trust in you today. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much, Dr. Leela. This hour went by so fast. Yes, it did. It's been a blessing. And um, I want to remind everybody that coming up next week, of course, next Sunday night, Dr. Leela, we have the medical symposium once again. That's right. You're not going to want to miss it. Again, we're looking at self-restraint and sleep keys to reopening the globe. That will be Sunday night. And then Monday will be our practical application. And I don't want you to forget, again, principles that we've been talking about. Again, the comparison between the 1918 pandemic and the current COVID-19. This was the blueprint that many of those institutions that we've been discussing from 1918 used. So again, the title of the book is The Ministry of Healing for the First 50 people today 
that share the link of the show that you just watched, you will receive a free copy plus a forward by myself and Dr. Kyle. Again, God bless you. We look forward to seeing you next week. Until then, keep safe, keep well, and keep happy in Jesus. See you God soon. bless you, everyone.